Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to a special edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Time for a player profile edition of the HHC as we have back-to-back off days for you here. Kai Jones, a highly sought-after first-round pick whose raw potential was so intriguing for the Hornets that they were willing to trade away next year's first-round pick potentially in order to acquire the big man out of Texas. The rookie hasn't had much opportunity so far with the big club, but in the little time that he's had, he has managed to go one-for-one from the field with a thunderous dunk. And in his first three games for the G League Greensboro Swarm, he has shot 50% from the field and 60% from three. No doubt he's a big part of the future hopes for the Hornets, and he was kind enough to join us for today's Hornets Hivecast to sit down and talk about his journey to the NBA, his forecast for the team this season, and how he sees his future in the Queen City. Without further ado, let's welcome in Hornets rookie Kai Jones to the Hornets Hivecast. Kai, thanks so much for your time. Thank you for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. Kai, your your rookie season has been a, a lot about developing you and getting you caught up to the NBA style and pace of play and just getting you ready for what everyone expects to be a very bright future. How has that process been for you? Oh, it's been beautiful. I've been enjoying every step of it. You know, every moment's a blessing. I've been loving it, getting better every day, working really hard, uh, pushing my body and, you know, doing things that I haven't done before and just trying to build good habits every day. You know, I mean, eating right, drinking enough water, lifting, you know, spending my time on the right thing. So it's been amazing. I love it. I think a lot of NBA fans conceptually think they know what it is to to have someone who's more of a a project if you will a developmental player then the second that developmental player is taken they want to see results immediately they're like why is he playing where's the stats what can you tell us about what the process is like for you as you develop as you improve things that fans are not able to see right now but you notice in yourself yeah nah for sure I'm getting a lot better getting more comfortable on the floor um with the team and NBA spacing and just learn how to play like NBA style of basketball and understanding what works and what doesn't because you know it's a it's a it's a process and we're on the team right now we're really good and we're trying to make a push in the playoffs so there may not be as much room for error um with a rookie and like I'm not trying to like say oh, I'm going to play bad. But, you know, it's just mistakes are going to be made because it's your first time out there in the NBA. So that's why I do things like being in the G League and getting extra reps in before the games. So, like, what a lot of people don't know, I'll give you some insight, is before every game, we go upstairs and we pretty much scrimmage with the younger guys and we kind of just, you know, getting used to NBA spacing, playing that NBA style of basketball and what to do on the floor. So I'm getting better every day and um, I'm a pretty fast learner. So I think in due time I'll get my opportunity, you know what I mean? Um, But it's a process. How beneficial is it to be on a team that clearly wanted you badly but also has the luxury of that time for you to develop. There's not a rush from them. There's not a rush from you. 
there's an understanding that that time is coming, but it doesn't have to be right now. I mean, for myself, I would say, like, I have more of a sense of urgency because I want to be as good as possible right now. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it. But I'm glad that they're, you know, patient with me. And, and you know, that makes me happy and it gives me peace to know that I can just go out there, play, be aggressive and not, you know, worry about making mistakes. Just try to play the right way and play aggressive and play free. When you think of the next steps, are you thinking of this is the, the point in time where I want to be consistently on the floor? This is the point in time in the future where I want to be a starter? Or is it more of like a big picture thing? My final destination is I want to be an all-star or I want to be a contributor on a team playing in the finals and the steps don't matter as much so long as I'm making progress. No, nah, for sure. The steps matter a lot to me. I have a big picture in my head of what I see myself being in the future in like five to seven years but for me the steps matter like so like right now the goal is to you know get on the floor and get in the rotation consistently and I know that's going to happen it's just a matter of when you know what I mean so how soon can I make that happen and the opportunity will present itself you know what I mean so that's how I look at it. One of the places where you're already getting that opportunity is Greensboro with the Swarm they play with a coach coach Camp who has been in this coaching staff for a while. He's got all the concepts. There's there's symmetry between the two. How beneficial has that been to get to go to Greensboro, get game experience, and have that continuity between the two programs? No, nah, Greensboro was huge uh, for me. You know, just getting to go down there and play a lot of minutes and, you know, just feel myself, you know, make plays in it at an almost NBA level. So you're like, okay, you know what, I, I can't play here. You know, it's a good confidence builder, too. And then, like, you get to learn and make mistakes. So it, it was it was great for me, you know what I mean? Really smooth transition. A lot of the things we do up here in Charlotte, we do in Greensboro. So You saw a lot of that as well in Summer League. And the thing that just stood out every time we watched you is you in the open floor. Anytime you had space, that athleticism shines through. What kind of things are you working on to try and continue to work on the other parts of your game? Yeah, the other parts of my game I focus on a lot is just my catch and shoot. Um, I get a lot of extra reps in on that because we're a team that likes to shoot threes. Where our emphasis is to get Brady's. Brady's are like getting to the paint, kicking out. So just being ready to shoot, I feel like I'm a pretty good shooter now. So just continuing to work on that and then little touch shots around the rim, different finishes around the rim other than dunks like floaters, other finishes and catch and shoots right now, like just being able to play in the half court. I work on my pull-up jumpers too. My mid-post game, I work on everything when I work out uh, because I'm an all-around player. So I work on shooting, playing off the dribble, uh, driving, slashing, pretty much everything. You know what I mean? I'm an all-around player, so that's how I work on my game. You're, you're a modern NBA big. The, the, the days of uh, Shaquille O'Neal being on the low blocks and that's about it are, are kind of gone. But even going back to your college tape, you were shooting threes, you were doing all those things already. Yep. Yes, sir. Playing off the dribble. I played on the perimeter, mostly in college. I was the four man. Even though I was the tallest guy on the team, I played the four. Kind of be in the corner, space the floor, and, you know, cut to the basket from the perimeter. But it was good because it, it, those things translate to the NBA because that's the way it's, um, the game is played up here. So More with Hornets rookie Kai Jones in just a moment here on the Hornets Ivecast. I could have gotten my hearing aids anywhere, but going to a doctor who could find a set that fit my lifestyle was a good idea. Music sounds as clear now as when I listen to it on cassette tapes. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offers a wide variety of hearing aids. With affordable pricing and credit options, our patients can find hearing care that is right for them. Hear like you once did. Call 704-295-3000 to schedule an appointment. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. 
Kai Jones, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Going back to your origins, you grew up in the Bahamas. And from from how I read your timeline, it seemed like you were on the national team before you were really on a high school team. What, what was it like coming up in basketball in the Bahamas? Oh, it was amazing. I loved playing there. It's a lot of street ball, a lot of park ball. I played a lot on Malcolm Park. And then I kind of just went out and tried out for the um, national team. I think in the tryouts started around January of 2017. And the way the tryouts were, it was just like 6 a.m. beach workouts at first. Um, just kind of seeing where everybody's heart was. That was one of the first things we did. We went out to the beach and ran and kind of just see who, you know what I mean, was about it. And um, then we started to work on skill. And, like, working with the national team was big for my development, too, because we used to put a lot of, like, training in because we were a national team, but we were training together. The tournament was until July, but we were training together from January. So we were doing an hour of skill, hour of, like, beach work and just working out every single day. So it was good. It, it got me a lot better. Got me ready to go off to school. The way it was actually, like, you had to get invited to the trials, obviously. Yeah. The reason why I got invited, I wasn't even playing high school ball around the Bahamas, but the reason why I got invited was from the park. Like, people just saw me playing, see the 6'9 kid playing on the park, shooting threes, playing off the dribble, like, dunking, like, super athletic. Well, not super athletic yet, but I had some good athleticism from my age, you know what I mean? So then they were like, oh, yeah, come out to the trials. And the other kids were, like, playing on the high school teams around the area. And it was like the super team on the island, like, because there was all the best players around um, on one team. So that was good for me, too. I was playing against the best players in the country. You had been stateside previously in, in elementary school, I believe. Your mom, Cass, was going to school in middle school. And then you go back to the Bahamas and have the opportunity to come back stateside for high school. But it means going alone. What was that decision process like? What was it like? being alone and, and kind of starting that journey towards playing basketball in America? It was a kind of like a coming-of-age story for me because it was the time in my life where I had to take full responsibility of where I wanted to go, like just kind of um, take full responsibility of my future, uh, basically set myself up for the next however many years because uh, the goal at first was just to get a scholarship uh, to go to college. So I started, you know, training every day, handling my academics, uh, making sure that I had the right credits to, to get into college and then also handling things on the court. So that was huge for me, you know what I mean? It was all in my hands. I kind of had to navigate it. I, obviously, I had my parents back home, you know, talking to me and helping me, but it was just, you know, kind of like growing up for me. That was kind of where I started to be a young man. We're in like an instant gratification type of era, especially for, for young basketball players where it's all about one-and-dones and whatnot, but you seem to have, while it's certainly a sense of urgency, a willingness to be patient and take the appropriate steps from taking a, a post-high school, pre-college kind of year to further your development, not going one-and-done, taking that second year at Texas to really let yourself continue to grow what is it about your awareness of yourself along the way that's allowed you to, to push the envelope, certainly try and go fast, but also recognize, hey, I need an extra year here. I need to take this extra step to be the best I can be. Right. It was perfect for me because um, I knew the type of player that I was trying to become, uh, and I knew that it wouldn't happen like that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like great things, or like major things take time. So, like, after my first year of college, like, it would have been a lot easier if I was just the type of player to catch and dunk in college. If I had didn't try to play on the perimeter, it would be easier because coach held those players who were trying to play on the perimeter to a higher standard. You know what I mean? We had to put more hours in. 
you had to be even more crisp because the ball was in your hands more like you were making decisions when you were playing on the perimeter. So that's why it took me a little more time to um, develop at Texas. And then, like, like I said, taking the prep year just to work on my skills and work on playing against other competition because I also had a higher competition because I also knew that I hadn't gotten the opportunity to play major minutes in high school. So when I went to prep school, you know, getting that chance to play like 20-plus minutes a game was huge for me. That first skill set you talked about, the you know kind of rim protector dunker, that, that DeAndre Jordan maybe prototype, we see that from you all, all the time in terms of what you can do really well just naturally. What's the kind of player you envision yourself being or, or want to try and emulate? It's a blend of a lot of different types of players, but just somebody who can impact the game on both ends, inside and out. So I can play on the perimeter, get to the basket, shoot threes, and score inside the paint in the post, mid post. And then on the defensive end, I can guard on the perimeter and protect the rim too. So that's the kind of player I see myself being like, if I had to give you like a concept of what I was, just a two-way inside-out threat. That defensive side of the floor at Texas, you played under Shaka Smart or recruited by Shaka Smart, who's renowned for his defensive concepts. And for you, again, you have that ability to be that rim protector, but in his defensive system, you got to be able to be all over the place, trap all those things. And then dime into the press. You know, he was known for that press at VCU. We did the press a lot at Texas, too. What about that translates best for you to the NBA, where there's a little less full court, you know, traps just like college, but there there are a lot of uh, next level concepts that I'm sure translate. No, for sure. I mean, it's just about being active and playing hard. Like, that's, to me, playing hard, like, motor translates more than anything, because once you play hard, you know what I mean, you're going to make plays, make energy plays, rebound, get deflections, because those type of things matter. It's the small things, too. The Hornets Hivecast presented by Senta continues in just a moment. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Kai Jones, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Kai, I will never forget seeing you on draft night and then when you came into Charlotte the next day, far and away, best dressed. Just looking sharp there. You had the pink suit one day, the blue suit the next. I know you said at the time that you, you put a lot of thought into to that part of your journey, and I'm sure part of the thought process was around your family, particularly your mom, Cass, coming out. I know she wasn't able to see a lot of the things you had been able to do in the States. Having her there draft night, having her there your first day in Charlotte, what did that mean to you? That was huge to me because, you know, me and her had a pretty, like, natural relationship my whole life. And like I said, me moving to the States was kind of like my coming of age, like, we kind of separated, and we weren't as, like, close as we used to be just because I was in another country, you know, super busy with my athletic schedule and academic schedule and just focusing on, you know, creating my future. So when she was able to come out for the draft and, like, we kind of, like, got close again, and it was just nice, you know what I mean? Nice to spend time with each other in person um, without feeling like, oh, we only have, like, because when I would go home to the Bahamas, I would only be there for a day or two max. So we would only get, like, 
14 hours together, you know what I mean? So it was good for her to come out for the drive, and, like, we don't feel like we're running out of time. Like, we actually got to just, you know, take our time, hang out, talk. It was nice. That, that was, like, my favorite part about it. You're also the oldest of five siblings. you got four younger siblings. What are your plans, your goals in terms of having the, the whole family maybe here in Charlotte at some at some point? Or, you know, what what is your, your role in the family now as not just a big brother, but big brother in the NBA? Right. Uh, for my brothers, um, they're focusing on school right now. So, like, my younger brother, he's trying to, you know, get into college. He's in 11th grade getting ready to like go off to school and then my other brothers who live in the Bahamas they're still in elementary school so everybody's kind of like on their own path because it's they're trying to go do some of the same same type of things that I did you know what I mean create their futures and you know spread their wings and fly too so that's kind of like their goals I feel like I but I could see them like you know right now speaking to them and seeing the type of personalities they have you definitely tell they're trying to like lock in on what they want to do so it's a beautiful thing to see them try to spread their wings, too. They're working really hard in school and athletics. My brother runs track and does cross-country, so he's focused on that. But that's how I can see things panning out for them. You're wearing number 23 now on a team owned by Michael Jordan. We talked after draft day about the impact that the last dance had on you and, and the way you approach and see the game. Having now spent a couple of months playing on a team owned by Michael Jordan and having more interactions. How has that relationship developed, and what else have you taken from him that maybe most of us who just got to watch the documentary don't don't get from uh, from you having that personal relationship now? Uh, you know, I met him for the first time in Miami, and you can just tell he's a very optimistic person, has a very can-do spirit about him, like, he b- believes in his team and believes we can accomplish anything we want to accomplish, like, beginning he told us he's like it's all out there for you guys to go and get you know anything is possible and you could kind of see he lived that in the last dance and him speaking that word into us was huge so that's kind of why we're the number two you know what I mean so it all makes sense it's a very long season I know the the we talked earlier about your your process out there what are your expectations personally and for the entire team as things progress here as your role grows and as the team continues to push towards what they hope will eventually be a playoff run, not just playoff appearance, but a playoff run. I mean, the goal for me and the team is get better every day. Um, and then for myself, you know, just keep getting better every single day, lifting, getting stronger, working on my balance, um, working on my shooting consistency. So I'm just working and crafting every day, uh, trying to be a better version of myself. And then for the team, that's the same thing. And I expect great things from this team because I feel like we have everything you need. So it's just about finding ways to get better at at the little things. We already see it from you every day in practice and watching on the G League, and and we know what's coming here with the NBA team. Kai, it's been great to sit down and talk to you. Thanks so much for joining us today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Yes, sir, for sure. Thank you for having me. Our thanks again to Kai Jones for being kind enough to join us here on the HHC today and an invitation to all of you to join us because tomorrow, another off day for the Hornets, means we'll have another player profile interview. It's going to be one of the fan favorites, Kelly Oubre Jr., who's going to discuss his journey to the NBA, to the Hornets, and to the future he hopes to build right here in Charlotte. That's tomorrow on the HHC. Till then, with thanks again to Kai Jones for joining us today, to our producer Rob Longo, and most of all to all of you for tuning in, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.